Today is Google's birthday. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations, Google. You already own my life. I'm not going to get you a birthday present. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. Back together, it's your host Soup and Raniel. Hello, welcome, welcome. This week, it's been a hot for, yeah, it has been really a long time. This week, Ad stands for Answer a Talk because, uh, well, we haven't like uh, aside from playing D and D, we haven't really spoken to each other in like a month. Uh, so we have to do some some catch up, and yeah, yeah if. If you like the beginning bit of the podcast episode where we talk about everything that's not related to the actual topic, this is this is it. This is the whole episode. This is the whole episode. It's fine because you know, For you. I'm sure we'll cover. Well, at least I will cover a bit of media. So there's at least some modern visual culture there. <laughs> oh, but I've been immersed in media. There you um, go. Just you know, nothing that has been overlapping with probably what you've been. Um, indulging in right so. and i think rather than lumping all of this together in a topic episode and spending like two hours talking about ourselves and then another two hours talking about the topic we might as well have its own episode <laughs> yeah also i have basically had like zero time to to watch anything for the podcast Same. so yeah um here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Since this is the meat of the episode, why don't why don't we re- uh, get right into it? What have uh what what have we been up to? What have you been up to? Because you've me been gone. I've been out of the country. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't like tell any of us until you were like leaving. Um, I lost track of who I told and who I didn't. <laughs> so. I I did not know. Uh. <laughs> Which might have been handy for the podcast. Listen, I told you before I left, okay? I, I told you, like, the week I was leaving, the, so the you had a week, week to prepare. Yeah, well, to be fair, I had a week to prepare, and I'm pretty sure there was some other stuff going on in my life. Yeah. And I was, like, waffling about whether to do something or not, and I ended up yes. just not having time to do anything, which is kind yes. of a bummer. So, kind of locked myself out of that that week. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how uh, how was how was Europe? Uh, so for people who don't know, um, I went to visit uh, Vienna, Austria, and oh, cool. it was my first Austria's yeah, great. it was my first time uh, in Europe in general. So yeah, it was were really you just cool. in Austria? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, we uh, I mean, we stopped by like the London airport for a layover, but that's it. Um, oh. Otherwise, we were in Austria. Yeah. Uh, for a whole week, so that was that's, a that's whole nice. lot of fun. Yeah, I, I spent five days in Austria. Did when you? I went to oh yeah, that's right. During your Euro trip. Yeah, yeah. during my Euro trip, because I, uh, I have a friend that lives there, and that's when I almost like got lost at this. Yes, I border. remember. <laughs> it was the whole time. Wait, which 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 line were you on that you like ended up riding all the way to the end of? 
uh, I don't remember. It, it's not that I I rode till the end of the line necessarily, but I just ran until they stopped running it. <laughs> so I don't think I got off the last stop. I think they just stopped running the trains. Because, you know, I, I'm fairly certain that some nice Spanish man told me that I was on the wrong line. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no um, oh no <laughs> well at any rate uh that that sounds fun what'd you do uh so we were we ended up going there because my five-year-old niece won like uh an apparently really important piano competition in chicago what? and so oh. yeah she got like first prize in her age group um and so they were like, uh, it was apparently this whole like series of competitions. And so oh. they invited all of the first and second prize winners to play at this grand prize ceremony in, um, in Vienna in one of their, in one of their, uh, Sorry, did you say yeah. five years old? Yeah, <laughs> she's five. Okay. I don't know how to deal with the fact that you're, you're like, what, your niece? Yeah. Your five-year-old niece is more talented on piano than I will ever be. I know, me too. I don't, I don't know how to deal with that. Like, five years old, really? At yeah. five, I was useless. I know. I was. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything at five. I was. I was learning how to ride a bike with training wheels at five, and I didn't even do that until I was in middle school. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she was definitely the smallest one up there because, like, like they lined up at the end to, like, give them, like, the medals or whatever. And there she was, like, the itty-bittiest. And Holy what was crap. funny about it was, like... So so at first they, they had, like, all these performances. Everyone performed their winning piece or whatever. And so um, at the end they gave the medals. And she stood up there she's just like she didn't know what to do because it wasn't it was obviously something that they hadn't rehearsed and so she walks up there she she gets the medal and then she stands up there and then everyone's like clapping like yay and then everyone st steps off the stage but she didn't understand that she was supposed to leave the stage and so she just kind of oh. hung out there looking at her medal looking at the crowd <laughs> So, it was so funny it was so cute and so then i had to run up there real quick and like usher her off the stage oh <laughs> so, hang on okay so yeah how how wide was that age bracket i have to know um for her age group i i don't know actually um i know that there were other kids there who were about her age um and then it, it basically ranged from like you know itty bitty my niece to like older adults. So they See, had quite a range. Yeah, that's like that's so fucking wild to me because at five years old to be good enough to win a competition, like I'm because I'm assuming that the the piano playing itself was not bad. You were there to listen, right? Yes, <laughs> I uh, her her mom is her coach, and so her mom's actually really really skilled in music and 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 a good teacher and so like i know that she had like a couple of of like like maybe like one or two mistakes that she was having trouble ironing out but mm. the thing about my niece is that she's such a perfectionist is that she, and and so like even though like she'll practice for like you know two or three hours like a day kind of thing she'll 
she'll get really like, I need to like get this right kind of kind of feeling. You oh know? my goodness! And she's five. That's that's too much. That's too much for a five year old child. I this know. is that it's child like a is a lot for me to handle. I mean, surely like the the work ethic will be will be beneficial later on but sure. like every other part of that is just stressful to think about that's th- right. there's some there's some deep seated like things happening here that i'm I not know. sure how i feel about cuz um uh, yeah same i i have mixed oh. feelings about it too and it's like and and of course her parents are aware of it in terms of how much they should encourage her versus how much they should just let her be a kid, right? Like, they don't ever See, want her to get to a point where she hates piano or hates, you know... Well, like, the thing about that stuff. is, like, at, at yeah. five years old, she's basically yeah. spent, like, 80% of her life doing piano. Right. That is like, so she... wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she only began, like, actually practicing every day when she was four, um, and then, of course, her mom played piano, like, you know, since before she was born. And so she would, you know, hear piano and then uh, kinda, yes. like play on the keys when she was like, you know, old enough to like hold her head up. Right. I, w- I will <laughs> and- have you know that I've been practicing piano for a fifth of my life. Yeah. How old, how old are you? F- five. Five. <laughs> Kids can't even talk at five years old. <laughs> Excuse you. She talks in complete sentences and knows how to be the boss. Okay. <laughs> No, she's goodness, goodness. She's crazy. And then and then there's my nephew who he is 3 and he just learned how to play hot cross buns and it's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's precious. <laughs> uh but yeah, they're they're really they're they're good kids. Someone is raising wonder children. <laughs> they're really great. I don't know, like <laughs> uh what is it? It was it was so funny because she was the first to play in in this line of performances and because there were a bunch of grand prize winners there and the pieces would get longer and longer as you increase in age group, right? Mm-hmm. Um they uh the whole ceremony like like in totality was like 4 hours long. Jesus and Christ. I know it was such a long time, but the music was obviously really beautiful uh, and she was the very very first person to play. Mm. And so she kind of like <laughs> she kind of waddles up to the piano, plays her piece like basically just like she did in practice like earlier that morning, mm-hmm. and then waddles off the stage. <laughs> and oh. It was funny because like the reason she was waddling like like legs far apart and waddling up to the piano was because my sister in law had instructed her like uh, that she has a habit of running to the piano. So she wants her to walk up slowly to the piano this time. And uh, so apparently my niece's interpretation of that is to spread her legs and kind of like penguin waddle to the no, piano. That's so, that's, that's so good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. And of course, like four hours is a freaking long time to keep like a five-year-old and a three-year-old occupied and not making noise or any kind of disruption. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, her parents were continuously like kind of feeding her and my nephew gummies throughout the whole, uh-huh. <laughs> throughout the whole ceremony. It was so funny. Uh, so there's a lot of juxtaposition between her playing a piano like a boss and then her being five. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, other than that, we, of course, went sightseeing to all the palaces in Austria. We went to um, some of the cathedrals. I took a bajillion pictures. 
Uh, we also, on the day before the last day we were there, we went to Salzburg, which was where mm, they yes. filmed um, The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music. Yeah. It's, what's actually funny is that um, the friend I was visiting in, in Austria mm-hmm. is from Salzburg. So oh. I wasn't I wasn't sure whether to get my plane ticket for Salzburg or for for Vienna, but it turns right. out they were staying in Vienna. So okay, did you go get yeah. to see it? Or did I, you stay I never went. I never went. Um, okay, I spent most of my time in. Um, I I went looking around in Vienna though. So yeah, you know okay. that that was like five days of of my trip. Nice. Yeah, it's a very very pretty place. It's um, yeah. I think the architecture of it is is yes. quite interesting. Um, it actually this is kind of a funny thing. It kind of reminds me of San Francisco. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it there's a it's it's I think it has to do with some of the natural inclines and the way that the buildings are all just squished together. Yeah. So to me, it just looks like certain neighborhoods in San Francisco. If you just like added a story or two right yeah I can, I can see what you mean uh and it, it feels like it was funny my dad was walking around with us and he was basically like is is everyone here like catholic or something because they have a lot of cathedrals yeah <laughs> i, I like, mean y- europe I mean, uh, yeah but historically uh, true <laughs> they're pretty <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's 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 gorgeous just to walk down the street. Yeah, yeah, it is super super pretty, very very clean. Yeah, um, the only thing is that for whatever reason, like Austria specifically, everybody loves to smoke. Yes, we noticed that too. And yes, they had there's these, so like, much giant, there's so much smoke. They have these like giant like ashtray things that look that are like designed to look like cigarette packs, so that people know where to throw their cigarettes when they're done. But yeah, everyone. Mm-hmm there feels like that they all smoke and i mean obviously not everyone but a large right. majority of people well, there smoke well that was very interesting because it was um you know it was uh the first time that i had experienced um that when i was in in europe because obviously people people smoke a lot in europe but like i feel like the places that they do are like france uh italy and apparently austria <laughs> like apparently they're they're just sucking those things down but yeah uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like fun that sounds like fun uh you know they 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 do them you know they they yeah. get drunk on the weekends and then they smoke during the day it's fine it's very european know? thing to do very very european and they wear sneakers everywhere oh my gosh Subi, i ain't uh-huh. see like the only high heels i saw on on anyone was like a lady from another country like a foreigner otherwise it was everyone in sneakers and i was just like this is this is my kind of city (laughs) i was gonna say you know what that's that's admirable yeah (laughs) that's uh that's admirable yeah it's a very pretty place very pretty place i think it was probably one of the prettiest places that i went to see yes it's gorgeous i i really enjoyed our time there uh yeah i highly recommend visiting if if anyone out there gets the chance to visit Europe and you haven't yet. <laughs> I I definitely uh, I definitely agree. I definitely yeah. agree. Oh my gosh, and they're definitely a meat and potatoes country. Everything. Oh yeah. 
Like uh, if you get veggies, it's a side salad. Otherwise, it's meat and potatoes. <laughs> there, I was gonna say I had a lot of meat when I was there. Um, yeah. My friend took me to a place, uh, which I guess was like a little amusement park or something. Um, I don't remember if we went on any rides or anything. But the one of their things is they just serve like a big ham hock, which was very tasty. <laughs> but there was so much ham hock, and I eat so little. <laughs> it was intimidating. You eat so little, but you love food so much. <laughs> I do. I love food so much. I think the the problem is that I there's only like so much room in my stomach because I don't really like exercise or anything. And then beyond that, like it's very easy for my palate to get bored, so I can't eat a yeah. lot of one thing. Yeah. I get you. It's the same with me. Like, to me, a lot of little things is kind of ideal, um, yes, which is why I, I really like, like, tapas and, like, izakayas yes. and stuff yes. like that. Same. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's very interesting. We, I unfortunately didn't know about this until, like, a week before, and at that point, I don't, okay, I'm fairly certain that the reason for this is because, um... I just couldn't find time to, to slot like anything in. And I think it was mostly because I think I'm fairly certain Borderlands 3 launched like. No, it must have been before. No, then. What was I it doing? was before Borderlands launched. Um, what was I doing? You, you had messaged me um, about like a potential anime to talk about. Um Yeah, that was when I learned that you couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, and that was when I told you I was just like, ah. Uh, I won't be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh I I was waffling about certain things and I I ended up just not having time. I think because I was doing something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know if I was just like wasting all my time playing Fire Emblem or whatever. That's a very likely story. <laughs> but I just kind of didn't really have the time to do anything for that. And I waffled about it for so long that I just ended up not being able to do anything anyway and then like it was like it became like 4 a.m and i was like ah crap i guess i'll just record this (laughs) it's okay okay. Uh, so what have you been up to um i feel like i've been up to a lot and a little because obviously i also disappeared for like a week yeah and that was actually quite sudden um, there was not a lot of uh, lead up to it, mostly because uh, most. OK, so here's here's the way that this this all worked out. Right. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, uh, or you know, what? I think my dad prompted this conversation, actually. I think my dad was like, so. Uh, so, you know, uh, when, uh, you know, when, when is your when is your partner going to gonna come down again? And I was like, uh, I don't like late October. He's like, well, do you want to do you want to fly up to to Oregon to to see him? And I was like, I mean, if you're offering to pay for like a plane ticket, I won't say no. So he's like, just uh, just just book that plane ticket, and then um, and then we'll do it. So I was like, ah, okay. And so I booked it like a week or two before, and then Whoa. I just went. What? Wait. Okay. So wait. <laughs> Where what? did this come from? <laughs> what do you mean? What? Your your dad just like all of a sudden. <laughs> well, okay. So I think it was because my dad 
just closed like a really good deal on a house he was fixing up because um, he's, he's a realtor. So. Oh, right. The house you were you were yeah, breaking the, your back the over. Terrible hell house. That was just <laughs> well, I'm glad he was able to sell fucking it. Horrifying. Yeah. And apparently we made like more than we expected to on, on the oh. sale. So my dad was like, well, we got a little bit of money if you just want to like, you know, go and do stuff. I was like. That's that's um. I mean, I won't say no. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're offering to send me on vacation, I'm not gonna say no. So I mean, I think that's that's a nice reward for all your backbreaking yeah, labor. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I basically spent the last week in in Oregon. I got home yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I got home yesterday, and we would have recorded this. Oh, uh, okay. So we're recording this on the twenty sixth. The Thursday. So I got home on the 25th, the Wednesday, and we would have recorded then, but you have D&D on that day. Yeah, I also wouldn't have wanted to record on the day that you got back from vacation anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, that's very fair. I was <laughs> I was pretty tired. Um, I yeah. didn't really have an idea for, for a thing. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I spent the last week in, in Oregon, and I had... A pretty good time, I would say. Oh, good. Yay. I, I had a good time. It was pretty relaxing. Um, a lot of it was just spent lying around, which was actually so nice. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, legit, though, like, vacations are so exhausting. So when you can actually relax during a vacation, that's, like, golden. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we did We did the... We got some ramen. Oh, I, don't, I have pretty good ramen, actually. Ramen. It was pretty good ramen. Like... I would say that it is um, the place that I was taken was was very like a it's a very like daily sort of like a daily driver. But for ramen or like or or like food, I guess, like it's the kind of ramen that I would be able to eat for like lunch for a couple days in a row. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like it's not like when I go to some other places where it's just like, oh, I'm like going to wait in line for like 40 minutes and then gorge myself on food and then go home and pass out right yeah like this is very much a like i had a i had a very like tasty filling and and satisfying lunch um and the noodles were were really good actually they were um hand formed so ah that was really nice um we went to a couple izakaya or an izakaya and a couple of their bars which was fun Mm -hmm. um because i don't don't really do a lot of bar hopping but that was that was a fun time. Uh, we got, I got taken bar hopping by my partner's parents. Oh, that's okay. cute and kind of odd. Well, okay. So here's, okay. I, this was okay. I got okay. very, I got very drunk that night because okay, we we started the night by ha- by going to an Oktoberfest. Um, oh, okay. Which which was super fun. You know, we had some some bratwurst, some pretzels, mm-hmm. and um, we each got like two drink tickets because you get like the tickets and you trade them for the beers. And we got two drinks uh, tickets, and then we we kind of sat down. Um, and their their parents came to to like meet us, and we we're like, hey, we bought eight tickets. Oh. <laughs> So basically, <laughs> in in practice, we all had to drink three beers. Oh, that's my limit. I'm down after that, well, dude. <laughs> so 
that was where the night started. Oh my god, no way, dude. <laughs> I'm, then, I would already not be walking straight. <laughs> oh, no. I was, um, I was okay at that point. Like, definitely not drivable, but not, like, super tipsy either. Okay. Um, I was just full of liquid. Like, really, most of it was just the fact that uh, there were three right. beers sitting in my stomach. That's why I don't understand about people who can drink a whole lot. It's like, that's a lot of liquid. Like, yeah, yeah. It, how do you process it through your body so fast? I, I especially don't understand people that can drink more than like two or three beers. I'm just like, yeah. I don't, there's not enough room in my stomach for that. Uh, much right, liquid. exactly. Um, but then uh, we went and got. Um, we tr- Okay, so we tried to go to a different place. Okay. And um, the line was just too long because we, I think, unfortunately, we got there at like a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we eventually ended up just going to like a, just a dive bar somewhere and um, where the, uh, like, basically they knew the, the bartender or whatever. Um, they've just been going there forever. So we went there and uh, I was like, oh, you know, what, what, uh, what, like, what, what, what do you want? We'll like buy you drinks. And I was like, that, that's pretty cool. So I got some, I got a whiskey sour. Um, okay. And... Like a whiskey sour is is whiskey, it's lemon juice, and then it's like simple syrup, so like sugar. Right. And I feel like normally they don't like. <laughs> normally they come in like mm-hmm. I don't know, like I'd say like a whiskey tumbler, or like or like um an otherwise sort of reasonably sized. This is a full glass. <gasps> this was a, this is a full a full glass, like with some ice in it, but a full glass. Uh, oh buddy it did it did taste pretty pretty good going down and uh-huh. <laughs> don't worry the, the the story does not end up with me throwing up uh, but then they i i finished the drink at some point and they set down another one <laughs> like, and this is my partner's parents Oh my god! So they sit, they sit down another They're one. They're so real. <laughs> oh yeah, they uh they can they can drink for sure. Um, wow. So that was not the end of it though, because uh, also at some point they just set down Jello shots. Oh, and we, we all did it. We all did a Jello shot. Oh my god, dude! I would not be alive. <laughs> Uh, roll me out uh, in a coffin <laughs> so anyway uh we we called it after that um after yeah. that night and that was uh <laughs> i i was pretty drunk like it wasn't i was not the most drunk i'd ever been because um luckily there were many hours sort of between like it happened in the span of about four to five hours luckily okay that's good um yeah uh but it was it was two days later when when we went back to the to, to drinking because Man. we decided we decided to go bar hopping and um we went to uh, a nice bar where i uh, it was like a whiskey a whiskey kind of bar which was interesting um and i got something that had like a uh, blackberry moonshine in it okay it was very tasty it was very like it it didn't taste like alcohol at all it was like a soda so we had mm-hmm. a drink there um okay. And then we kind of dipped just because, uh, I don't remember. I think someone took, someone took the menu from us. Like the dude next to us asked us for the menu and then he put his food on top of the menu so we couldn't get it back. All right, dude. So, so we had one drink there and we're like, I guess we'll just pay our tabs and dip. 
So we went to a different bar, um, which was really cool. They did, they did this thing where um, they have like a, a seasonal sort of like rotating thing, like signature uh, liquor that they use for, for oh. their drinks. Um, yeah. And then they have all the, the other like standard stuff. That was actually mm-hmm. really cool. Because I got, um, it was, so it was basically, um, a bunch of drinks made with apple brandy and it was pretty tasty. Very, very apple-y. And I had a, at that place I had an old fashioned and then a Sazerac, um, which those are basically two very similar beverages that are, it's liquor, bitters, and that's kind of it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's 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 very close to being neat. So it's literally just the liquor, and then they add bitters, and then some places add sugar. Um, this this place did not. And okay. um, the difference between that and a Sazerac is apparently the kind of bitters that they use, and the Sazerac has just absinthe sort of sprayed along the cup. Alrighty. <laughs> So we had we had some drinks there. Um, we stayed uh-huh. there for probably about right about an hour, I think, and then we went to uh, an izakaya where mm. uh, I got some sake, of course, because of course that's what you do. It was that's okay. What you do. It was okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I've had better sake, but it was. I mean, I did not pay a lot for it, so uh, okay. I'm not too mad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, the, and this is this is maybe a mistake, but like also I'm not like I don't really regret it. Mm-hmm. But this was what really sent me over the edge um, in terms of being, like, just trashed. Like, I got... I definitely did get, like, drunker than I have been probably in years. Okay. Where I... Uh, so I went I went to the Izakaya and we, we had some sake and then we're snacking on some stuff. Um, and that was all very tasty. And I noticed that they had um, a whiskey on there, a Japanese um, whiskey called Yamazaki 18. Which is, um, it's a, it's, it's an 18 year old, like aged whiskey. And, uh, I've always been curious to try it because my, my friend Adam, friend of the show, Adam Koble, um, I'm pretty sure that's his favorite whiskey yeah. or something along those lines. Or maybe it was the 25. I don't remember quite. I know it was one of those. I know he really likes the 18 though. Mm, and okay. I wanted to get it at the whiskey bar, but it was like $60 for a glass, which was, you know, a lot Ooh. of money. Um, but I got it at the Izakaya because it was only like $42. Oh, okay. Which is a lot cheaper. Sure. So I, I did that. Um, it was very tasty. Very tasty. Okay. Um, it was like kind of like, it was actually really interesting because it does like kind of weird stuff to your tongue. You like mm. sip it and immediately kind of like prickles your tongue like like something spicy. Oh. But then it's like really smooth when you drink it. And it's not like um I don't know if you've had like a bunch of whiskey, but you know how whiskey kind of like burns on the way down? So I've heard. I I've only had like a sip of it before. Yeah. This was this was more of a a gentle simmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so that that was very nice. Um I I don't regret doing that at all. Uh but I <laughs> did get super drunk because my last drink of the night was was whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, and then my um, son. <laughs> and then the, the server actually came up to to me later and yeah. was just like, "So how how do you like the the Yamazaki 18?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it was, it was very good." And he was like, "Yeah, so like, the owner I think is like a year or two behind the the curve on like the price of this whiskey." 
I was oh. like, I did notice it was cheaper than some of the other places I was looking at. He's like, yeah, but none of us want to say anything because we just get to enjoy the cheap whiskey. <gasps> wow. <laughs> so um, that was interesting. Um, and nice. I got just incredibly drunk that night. Oh, buddy. It was a good time. It was a good time. Izakayas, I think, are one of my favorite things in, in this world. Um, They're wonderful. If, I love them. If you want to to win your way into my heart, just take me to an izakaya. <laughs> Cheat codes. <laughs> Cheat codes. Uh, so that was that was mostly my trip, honestly. Other than that, like you know, I spent a lot of time in Powell's, the big bookstore, because uh, you know, I love me some books. Books are pretty good. Books are pretty good. Uh, and then I got home and like home, home, home. Like I flew home yesterday. Okay. And it was 100 degrees out. <laughs> it was legitimately 95 to 100 degrees that day for no reason. Because today, it's like 70. <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> Welcome home! Welcome home! Now die! Death metal music playing. Yeah. And the worst, the worst part, the worst part about this is, I have no idea where my fan is. <laughs> Someone took my fan. Someone in my family took my fan with them somewhere. We need this more than you do. <laughs> I don't know where they took it, but I want it back. It's 95 to 100 degrees. We need this. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. It was so hot yesterday. It was so hot. I want to just stick my face in the freezer. It was so hot. Yeah, the day that I got back from Austria was also like, it was like 95% humidity here. Oh. And so I was just in the car, like, it was already like, I was already having to deal with the temperature difference. Oh. But then also the humidity, I was just sweating buckets. And I was like, help Okay, me. I mean, to be fair though, it's like meant to be that hot over there. Whereas yeah. for for here, there's no reason it should be 95 degrees. <laughs> And then For it just you. went. It left. It disappeared. It's not here. You're today. the reason. <laughs> so anyway, it's <laughs> um, fun. Yesterday was was quite something. <laughs> oh, I mean, what what else have you been up to? Because um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk uh, forever. You could. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, we also had uh, the Tropical Depression email day here, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thankfully, it only lasted, like, like they were predicting, like, it would last through the weekend or whatever, or at least, like, two days, but it only lasted, like, one day where it was really bad, and then okay. other than that, it was fine. Thankfully, our house did not flood because we're not in a flood zone, but though the backyard did fill up like a swamp, so that was a thing. Mm. Um. And uh, it took me like two hours to get home from work. <laughs> so that was also a thing. Uh, I was quite grateful that I drive in an SUV because if I was in a sedan, I would have taken even longer because I wouldn't have been able to navigate through some of the deeper flooded areas. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> it was big yikes. Uh, very exciting. Very scary <laughs> to to drive through water that you're not sure if you'll make it through. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a huge yikes! I don't like that. Yeah, it it was like at door level, like like you know, bottom of the door level, ah. and I was like, 
not sure if we'll make it, but there was an SUV in front of me too. So I was like, okay, well, if they don't make it, then I know I won't make it. So I'll uh, back I was going to say, if you, if he gets stuck, you'll be stuck together. Yeah. You won't be alone. <laughs> you'll have a friend. Yeah, I'll have a friend. We'll make friends that day, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, it was it was quite harrowing. Um, there were a bunch of nice people out just like walking through the waters and like telling people where is okay to drive through, which was really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they were just like walking around holding their shoes and talking to people. And oh my God, Subi, there were so many dogs just walking out. And I was like, babies, <laughs> don't you have homes? I think they were a lot of them were strays or Aww. they were dogs that like, you know, they jumped the fence because they were like, F this, it's flooded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Wild. It was it was quite crazy. And uh, thankfully, uh, the waters drained pretty quickly the next day. Um, so if you live if you live in Houston, just uh be aware like if if you're panicking and you're like, oh my gosh, the waters are rising, I gotta get out and go home or whatever, or like get on the road so that I can get to, you know, wherever I'm trying to get to, give it like four to four to five hours and then see if the water goes down. Because mm -hmm. usually it will. It, uh, it didn't for Harvey because Harvey was a freaking disaster and no one expected that. But for mm -hmm. tropical storms like this, which they happen every year, basically, I don't know, <laughs> almost every year or something like this, you know, uh, during the rainy season, it all uh, it usually goes down after a while. So mm. stay off the road and as long as you can. <laughs> I think and, that's yeah. sound advice. Yeah. Um. So that was a thing. <laughs> nice yeah um anything else you've been up to uh yeah i mean i have been steadily making my way through the uh blue lions route of okay. Iron three houses yeah. mm -hmm. i have not gotten to the time skip yet i'm getting closer um but I will say, I think that I think that overall the writing is probably the best in that house, in that route, because I oh. think all of the characters who like basically the whole school part feels like it was it was made for the Blue Lions because every character, every time you go on a mission, some character has a has a connection that's like, oh, that's my brother or like, oh, that's my dad. Oh, so there's a lot of um a lot of sort of sort of stuff there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I would say I I'm looking forward to seeing how it how it goes post time skip because I hear it gets pretty fucking wild. Um, okay. That will be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely still have a ton of issues with some of the writing in the game. Um, womp womp. But <laughs> I I think yeah. I, I I will say that I I think that the the blue lines is 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 winning me over. Like I I think that route is is written pretty strongly. Oh okay, that's good. Um, but there are like some some gripes I still have with, okay. with the game generally. Sure. Uh, well, some of which it looks like they might try to fix with some of the DLC because um at least one thing in particular has been confirmed that would definitely be 
interesting if they do it well. Um, but I'm kind of afraid that they're just going to be like, well, it's just like, you know, Fire Emblem Awakening DLC where the characters don't really mean anything when we put them in the DLC. I hope it's not that. I hope it actually means something. Please let <sighs> it mean something. <laughs> At least make it entertaining, I guess. But, like, please let it mean something <laughs> for once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I've been playing Borderlands 3. Yeah. How's that been? Um... Uh huh. It's, it's Borderlands. Okay, I, that's what I've heard is the general consensus is that it's more Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, I I think that as far as a Borderlands game goes, what you see is is what you get. Like it's, I don't know, just fuck around with your friends, pretty much. Like I. Okay. I will say it. Um. I think that the the uh, game itself is an improvement. On most parts of Borderlands 2. Oh, okay, that's good. Like the game, the game is is more because I I think the the thing is that the um, as the games progress, the guns get more interesting because mm-hmm. they have more um sort of like experience with uh building like the kind of like uniqueness of these guns, and I think they did a really good job of that in Borderlands 3. Like okay. every manufacturer feels very different. Um, there are certain things that like I think. Could have been done a little bit better in that regards, but they're only minor complaints. Like, I think overall they, they took what was good in Borderlands 2 and they just made it better. Um, yeah. I, I think that the, char- the, like, the player characters are, are pretty interesting. Um, like, overall, I, I think they're all pretty, pretty fun. Okay. Um, I th- I'm not sure how I feel about the story yet because I haven't finished it. But, okay. like, halfway through it, and I... I I think this is probably the biggest complaint I have with the game, which is that I think the character and story writing is is just weaker than it was in Borderlands 2. I think mm, okay. Borderlands 2 was 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 interesting um mm-hmm. because it was uh a different kind of story than Borderlands 1 was and it iterated on it in a very very interesting way and I think the story was actually quite good um as far as a Borderlands story is good. Uh just i think that the i don't know i think it it's very hard to get invested in borderlands 3 i i think that's that's my main issue is that above everything else like it's just a lot harder for me to get into this one it feels like really Um, like i'm having fun playing that is well okay part of part of it is that like borderlands 1 and 2 have this kind of charm to them like Beyond the sort of, like, fourth-grade toilet humor that makes up the vast majority of, of the games. Okay. Um, and, their, and their kind of humor. Um, sure. That's kind of take it or leave it. Like, you will like it or you will not, and that's fine. That's whatever. Okay. Like, it's very juvenile humor. It's like, oh, uh, look, I'm an NPC, and you gotta shoot me in the dick, or whatever. Oh, I see. Right, and, like, you know, you find stuff in toilets, and you, like, open up a porta potty and it's got, like, guns in it or whatever. Okay. Um... <laughs> But then, okay, but I will say there are some, like, environmental storytelling jokes or, like, little subtle things that are actually really funny in the game. Mm. Um, Like, the funniest joke, I think, in Borderlands 3, by far, to me, personally, the one that I remember most memorably is um, there is a planet that you go to that's basically, like, the... um, the kind of like swampy Southlands planet where it's like, yeah, everybody here speaks with a deep accent and, and like, they all have like 
you know, six shooter revolvers and like shotguns. So they're like Louisiana. Kind yeah, of like like sort parody. of Louisiana, like right. um, that that sort of area. Um, right. And you know, the kind of like you know, uh, safari colonialism, big game hunter aesthetic, right? Oh, okay. But the fu- the funniest thing is that uh, all of uh, s- some of the chairs, like you know, those like kind of like uh, fancy plush like velvet chairs. Yes, they have those. Except the back is just very tall. Uh. It's just really <laughs> big. Because, <laughs> like you know, when you see the chairs like in real life, they're already quite tall. But these are just like they hit the ceiling, and, they're, <laughs> and so they're just absurd. <laughs> and I don't know why, but that to me is was just the funniest joke that they've had in the game. I mean, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that um, it's. The the writing itself, I think, it's not that bad. It's just hard to build investment um, because it's basically like, well, you know, like what are you what are you really invested in? Um, because uh, the antagonists are like jerks, but like so is everybody else. So they kind of get muddled. Like, oh. they're they're jerks and they do a lot of, like, bad stuff, but, like, so does every NPC in the entire game. Oh, so it's, like, what differentiates them? There's, and what, there's what like, literally, cl- there's literally no like differentiation them. between them okay. other than, like, like, they are the important ones because the story says they are. Oh, I see. Because, like, every, every other NPC you meet is just kind of insufferable. <laughs> Basically, like they're not not that fun. Like I, I think that Borderlands One and Two have a weird charm to them, like a very wonky sort of slanted charm to them. In okay, in the like um the way that they write their NPCs, where okay. Borderlands Three just kind of feels like, and it might just be because they haven't really done anything beyond one or two, and so it feels kind of stale. Or maybe they oh. just like double down on everybody's a jerk. Maybe. Maybe they were like, people found this entertaining, so let's fill the whole game with this. Kind of Right, it, it feels yeah. a little bit like, because um, like 1 and 2 kind of feel like, uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a well-meaning person. Things just don't go right all the time, and I live on a terrible hell planet full of people that want to eat my flesh. Right? right, that sort of stuff. Whereas in right. in three, it's just sort of like, yeah, I might have like eaten that guy's fingers off or whatever, but like he stole my gun. It's like right. Uh, okay, I, I see what you mean. It's kind of like if you were in in my head, I'm imagining like if you were to have a straight man, funny man routine, but without the straight man. So it's right, just exactly. The funny man the whole time. If, if everybody yeah. is the funny man, or if everyone is the straight yeah. man, there's right. like there's there's no heart to the comedy. I, it, there's no balance. There's no contrast. Like it's the contrast that makes it funny, right? Because if you've got an eccentric character, you want like a normal, like a normie character to kind of like, right? You know, have that balance so that not everything is about this kooky character who will just grate on your nerves eventually. <laughs> yeah, I I think it, like yeah. part of the problem is that none none of the characters are really that distinctive either. They kind of all blend together. The only really kind of vaguely interesting characters are the ones from other Borderlands games, like. Mm. You know, the main characters from the previous games or, um, you know, the main character from uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Actually, that was another quite that was that was a that was a cute joke where if you if you talk to that guy, um, he gives you like a quest or whatever, and you can choose whether to compliment his mustache or not. Uh, and whatever you choose, uh, a little pop up comes up and it says Reese will remember that, <laughs> Reese! which is which is I adorable. 
love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I I also I also think that part part of the, okay. I will say I think part of the reason I can't really get into this is I I kind of have no idea what's going on. And I think that's because I didn't really keep up with any games that came after 2. So I didn't I don't know anything about um the pre-sequel and I don't know anything about um Tales from the Borderlands really. Oh, interesting. Okay. But even even then, the the writing by itself in Borderlands Three, yeah. I, I think, is is just a little lackluster. Like it could okay. use a little bit of of polishing to make sure that everything feels unique. Whereas right now, it feels like they all sure. kind of blend together. Um, okay, that that makes sense. I yeah. see. My only exposure to Borderlands in general, or at least in depth exposure to it, is actually Tales from the Borderlands. And yeah, so yeah. I really like the story in that one, though. So maybe I hear that, that might one be was good. I hear people like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, they had a better balance of like, not everyone's a jerk face. There's people who are obviously way bigger jerk faces than others. So, right. I mean, at least well, there's that. That. <laughs> that was what was so good about Borderlands 2 is yeah. that like, you know, people are generally terrible because like that's the point of, of like sort of the Borderlands yeah. like thing. Right. Where, like, you're, you're living on a, a terrible waste planet right. that is, um, you know, it's basically a forgotten planet like here's the thing about borderlands is that there is room for it to make very um sort of pointed specific critiques about uh corporatism and about capitalism because yeah the entire setup of the game is is like that right like right pandora is is a borderlands planet um and right. so it's it's basically forgotten after the corporate wars left it a hellscape where like right. now everything is terrible and irradiated and you just live in mm -hmm. space Australia and everybody mm -hmm. has guns and mm -hmm. like and there is something to be said about like the way in which you kind of um progress gradually in terms of power but ultimately you can't really affect greater change um like you you can only just get enough power to like i don't know kill people and <laughs> monsters i guess um but it's not like it will like fix the the setup of the game um, it's not like the um, you can undo the corporate wars and right. un Pandora Pandora. Like the game isn't very subtle about the way that it it names planets. Like Pandora is named Pandora. There's a planet named Athenus, etc., etc., etc. Sure. Um, there's one called Eden Six. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there's there's definitely room for Borderlands to to be saying things about that. I just don't think that the criticisms in the games themselves are as pointed as they could be. But I mean that's yeah. that's kind of whatever. Um sure. That, yeah. That's kind of whatever like sure. Uh it will just provide yeah. the setup for like a space apocalypse um desert <laughs> planet where you just like fuck around and you kill people with your guns to get better guns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, the the core gameplay loop. <laughs> yeah, the core the core gameplay loop. Um, I, in terms of the core core gameplay loop, they still haven't fixed one of my biggest issues, which is that their um way to scale the difficulty is just to make everything a little spongier. Uh, and oh by a no! And by a little, I mean a lot spongier. No. Uh <laughs> Like I, I really think they should just increase the number of enemies and not like their health really, like marginally <laughs> if any, right? Yeah, like, or okay, at this least is like, like a boss. give them different tactics or something. Like make you use your brain space to <laughs> to do something efficient. I yeah. don't know. I mean, to be fair, Borderlands has always had a problem with enemies being just too spongy. Oh. Um, and the netcode is always bad. Hmm. It's just always not good. But 
other than that, like, it's a fun time to have with your friends. Okay, which that's good. doesn't necessarily mean it's a good game. I don't think it's a bad game, but it's, it's not, like, a great game either, though. Uh, but, okay. But it's a Borderlands game, so I will play it for the extent of its duration with my friends that also like to play Borderlands games. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that's that's fair. Um, I mean, as long as you're having fun, you know. Yeah, I they did a lot of work to the skill system, which I I, I appreciate a lot because um, one of the complaints about the previous ones is that the like you have one skill and every everything just makes it like every skill point in your skill tree just makes it so that you have like numerical advantage, which is kind of boring. But like in this one, there's actually you can customize your skills. There's usually different ones for different characters. Um, you can like swap them out for different ones on the fly. It's really cool. Um, okay. I, I think that this should at the very least be the baseline for a Borderlands game in terms of like how, how interesting your skill tree is. Cause some of them are, are kind of, kind of interesting. They're kind of fun. Um, yeah, o- overall I would say it is a Borderlands game. Honestly, I would just wait for it to go on sale and then pick it up. <laughs> I wouldn't okay. pay full price for it. Sure. That's fair. And like, Almost certainly, like, they'll at some point release, like, a, a collector's edition with, like, all of the all the DLC or whatever. I mean, um, obvi. And that would probably be worth it. Because I, I, I think overall the, the DLC for Borderlands 2 was also quite good. I just mm-hmm. don't think I ever finished it. <laughs> like, when well. I think about it, I think I stopped playing Borderlands 2 when they, um, before they, like, put in the last couple, like, expansions, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So I have no idea what happens in those. Apparently Scooter dies. I wouldn't know. Oh. Scoot. But anyway. But anyway. Um, so that has been my experience with Borderlands 3. I've been making my way through that slowly but surely. Um, mostly because the people I'm playing with have, I don't know, obligations and school and stuff. Who knows? Okay. Work. <laughs> well. I'm glad you're having fun with the game regardless. <laughs> yeah, I'm having, a, I'm having a good time. I might actually play some after this anyway. Um, it's kind of a good, like, <laughs> it's kind of a good, like, whatever game that I can just, like, put on and, like, mindlessly shoot at things. Mm-hmm. And then okay. there's something to be said about that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, have you been up to anything else? Uh, I haven't gotten to play too many games but i did i went to go see uh it part two okay um which did you ever go see it at all no okay (laughs) um um yeah (laughs) i mean most mostly because i don't like horror movies (laughs) i i do not like horror movies I wasn't sure if someone had dragged you out to see it or not, because I feel like that would be the only way to have gotten you to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the The first one was quite good. I liked it a lot. Uh, the second one I liked less, but it was still pretty solid overall, I'd say. And there were parts of it that I just, like, really did not like. And I was like rolling my eyes during the movie, which is not something you want to have happen during a horror movie. <laughs> and it wasn't even like the scary bits or whatever. It was like the ancillary stuff. Uh-huh. So 
the 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 scary bits were great because Pennywise is a freaking excellent excellent antagonist and 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 they portray him really really well in this uh in in these movies right like he's freaking creepy <laughs> and so uh when we left the movie we were like i mean honestly like they could have they could have showed him more and we would have been just as happy or we would have been even happier right even though like i was scared of him it, it's kind of like this mixture of like okay he's really really cool so i want to see more of him but at the same time he's scary so i don't want to see more of him <laughs> uh-huh um but yeah, uh, it was, so I guess like I'll, I'll spoil some of the movie now because I know you won't watch it and I will not watch it. No. Yeah. I know certain uh, things about like the general property. Okay. So, I mean, you know that it's, it's like about an evil clown. Right? Aliens. <laughs> or aliens. <laughs> yeah uh yeah and so the first movie was all about these kids that have to face off with the evil clown pennywise and then the second movie uh they are now adults and they're having to face off with the clown because they didn't actually completely get rid of it the first time and so in the book uh stephen king has this you know he flips between the time periods like super frequently <clears throat> so what i appreciate in the movies is that they kind of like they they separate it enough so that you can actually follow what's happening in the story and not get confused right mm -hmm. and so they made some improvements in that respect but what i did not like was like this stupid stupid romantic subplot oh subi <laughs> uh-huh so in the in the in the first movie right it's these kids there's there's one girl in the group and of course there's like of two course. boys who like her right uh -huh. and one of the boys is like he's the one that's admired her from like day one like he wrote poems about her and like he had this like super duper hardcore crush on her right um the problem is that she mistakes uh, one of his poems to be written by another boy in the group. And the, that boy is like the quote unquote, like main hero of the group. Right. Um, and so at the end of the movie, main hero boy and girl end up kissing like very like weirdly Hollywood style. Like it felt super forced. Like uh -huh. kids should not be like having these romantic, beautiful kisses with the right. spinning like, camera around children them. Children like, kissing should be terrible and awkward and just being like, oh God, you yeah. hit me with your teeth. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's what we were talking about after the movie. And so <laughs> uh, it was it was so weird. And of course, like Kay. the kid who originally liked her was just like, he felt very scorned by that and and it felt even worse because he was the fat kid right so uh-huh <laughs> uh and so that's how the first movie basically ends and then the kids like promise to meet up again if this ever happens again or whatever mm -hmm. second movie is about them as adults it's it's been quite a long time uh, okay. and they all are living separate lives. Some of the, most of them have moved away from the, the town that they, that all of this happened in. Uh, a bunch of them are married, including main hero boy and girl. Like they're both married to different people, 
right? right? They didn't they didn't end up staying together after that. And they have like for some reason they can't quite remember exactly what happened in their hometown. They but they were able to move on with their lives up until one of the the one friend that stayed back in the hometown calls them and he's like, "Bruh, it's going down." <laughs> and they're uh-huh. like, "Okay." So they agreed to meet with him not knowing that what he's talking about is a murder clown. <laughs> right. And then and then they start remembering when they when they arrive like their memories start coming back and they don't know why they had forgotten in the first place like that kind of mysterious thing whatever. Mm. And so anyway, the the romantic subplot develops more because uh, when main hero boy and girl see each other again as adults and they have some alone time together, they're like, wow, I'm getting these memories of like when we smooched. And so then they smooch again. What? Meanwhile. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. No, that's not how this works. What? They, they just start having this romantic connection all over again. It was just so, it was like, okay, well, all right. So I get why, why girl who is now woman would would not want to be with her husband anymore because they very clearly portray him as being violently abusive. Like from, okay. From the I get-go. mean, of course. Yes. But with main hero boy, his, you get the sense that his, his relationship with his wife is like, like on the rocks kind of thing, but they're not like, it doesn't feel at least to me, uh, to the person I went to go see the movie with, um, our mutual friend, Cole, he, he he was saying like, oh no, their relationship is done. For me, I was just like, okay, well they're fighting, right? <laughs> okay, well no no, hang on. Let's let's yeah. be let's be clear here. You're talking about yeah. Cole. Yeah, I Cole, know. Any, so- <laughs> anytime there's any kind of disagreement, Cole's like, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they were fighting because she didn't agree. Like like she was supporting him because he's a writer, but at the same time. Uh, she, like everyone else, I guess, doesn't like the way that he ends his books because, okay. like, they're 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 just not good endings apparently, and so they were fighting about that, and so he felt betrayed because he that was when he learned at that moment while they were fighting was that she also didn't like his endings, and he thought that she was the one person who liked them or something, and that was what they were fighting about. <sighs> Jesus and Christ. So, and so anyway, uh, main guy girl smooch um and meanwhile uh the kid who had been in love with her the 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 overweight kid he grew up and became handsome suave skinny muscular like like you know dreamboat right kind of kind of type (laughs) and uh he tries to kind of like reconnect with her throughout the movie because it's so clear that he despite it being like well over two decades almost like like uh, since they've been apart he's still crushing on her hardcore he never got over her oh no 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 no. that is hey that's that's danger we that's big incel energy that is Uh, not cool and they did the whole like they they did this thing where uh they kind of did this in final fantasy 15 too with prompto where you know when prompto was a kid he was also overweight and he felt unpopular he didn't feel confident and so he started exercising super hard in order to get close to noctis and it was the same with 
this guy where he started exercising super hard in order to gain confidence and he gained success as an architect, et cetera, et cetera, so that he could like, I don't know, I guess like because he got rejected that one time that he felt that he needed to make up for it kind of thing. And so that's why uh-huh. he became super skinny, muscular, suave, successful guy. <sighs> the The issue I have is that because even though she, they, she, it seems that she reconnects with him because she finds out, first of all, that he was the one that wrote the poem in the first place. Which is Kind of towards the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah. And so she's like, oh my God, you were the one. And then also he had been looking out for her and like they, they had been supporting each other kind of throughout the movie, which is, which is good. Like it wasn't like a whole like, oh my God, you're so handsome now. I'm so attracted kind of thing. But it almost like <laughs> the fact that at the end of the movie, they do get together and they get their happy ending. <sighs> Mm-hmm. like you know like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that's not no i don't like that i really it's, don't it's, like that it's quite uncomfortable and another part is that i know what they were going for in terms of like the main the main guy and the girl the reason they don't get together is because their feelings for each other were super like oh it was just like kid stuff you know i was like, gonna say that happened 20 yeah. years ago if anything happened right. 20 years ago i'd be like fucking whatever right 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 and so but the problem is that they never address it again after that so they they had their smooch they had a couple of like romantic like oh i caught i caught you while you were falling kind of thing but then they don't ever have like a Okay, but we're not attracted to each other anymore. That was just like childhood memories coming back. We're not we're not uh-huh. like that anymore. They they just leave off like that. They don't ever resolve that at all. And <laughs> so I really 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 hated how they handled all of that. Like it was just so like Hollywood drama like this Ugh. doesn't like even if it happened in the book cuz I haven't actually read the original book, but even if it did, which I I I don't know if it did or not. It felt very like not good the way that it was portrayed in the movie. Ugh. And I'm I'm sure people will disagree with me about that. I'm sure that they thought it was fine and I'm reading way too much into it, which is fine. It just like it made me feel uncomfortable and it made me roll my eyes and it made me like sink down in my seat like I don't want to watch this stuff anymore. Like just get back to the what's happening <laughs> that's important, which is the murder clown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing about this movie is that there was a lot of gays <laughs> that w- no one was expe- like, like, like Cole and I were not expecting it at all, which was, it was the problem though, is that despite, you know, the, the gay representation and like, you know, like some of it was very stereotypical, especially in the beginning, right? There was a gay couple. Uh-huh. Uh that was the highlight. It was like so painfully stereotypical. Like it, at the beginning it was like fine, right? They 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 seemed like, you know, like just like a usual couple, whatever. And then the gay bashing started when they got cornered by these thug kids or whatever and there was like a couple adults among them that decided that they were going to like gay bash these guys and throw one of them into a river after beating him with an inch of his life in front of his boyfriend kind of thing. Like it was like, and of course they were throwing all sorts of gay slurs out. Like it was, that was how they opened with the movie. Thanks Stephen King. Love it. And (laughs) I don't know if this was in the original book or not, but if it was, I think it is because I've I've actually heard the the same complaint about the original novel. Okay. Okay. So then, 
I, that's just problematic, like writing in general, which of course it was a different time, whatever. Thanks, I guess, Stephen King. It, and then of course that conflict ends, you know, after a guy gets thrown into the river, the thugs are like, Oh, let's get out of here. Ooh, and then they leave. Um, the, the other, the other guy, he, he gets left there and he's like, Oh my God. And he jumps in after, you know, after his lover, uh, he, he washes up shore and then he sees that his partner is in the hands of the murder clown. Of and course. then he watches his murder clown, the, his, his partner get eaten up by a murder clown right in front of his eyes. And that's, that's how they started the movie. That's just, <laughs> I mean, like we, we don't, we obviously don't even have to talk about how it's just gratuitous at that point. It was wild. And then, there was another gay couple in the well, not gay couple, but there was another gay individual in the movie who he uh, you find out during the movie that when he was a kid, he actually had a crush on one of the other boys in the group. Mm-hmm. And it was played super low key. Like, I did not realize it. At least if they if they had put hints in the first movie, I did not realize it. Right. And so at the end of the movie, they kind of reveal who it was. And it was one of the guys in the group who died during the conflict with with Pennywise like he died super heroically he was like my he was literally my favorite character in this movie and he dies and he dies in that whole like stereotypical like like oh I did the I did a heroic thing yay and then he gets punctured through the chest from behind and then he gets raised up and then slapped down like kind of thing. Like you see it in like so many different like horror media, like in games and movies, etc. Right. That that method of dying. And so that's what happens to him. And uh, their dynamic throughout the movie was so funny. Like they were they were like it was like excellent, excellently written, like so good. And yeah, anyway, it was another gay couple ruined. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. King. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I feel definitely super safe in your novels. Uh, yeah. And not I mean, in danger of my there, life. There were, there were, there was a lot of problematic stuff in in the original novel that I had heard about. So yeah, I guess yeah. That's just... It's 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 a little gratuitous, and it's like it's it's not even the kind of thing where you can be like, well, he's building sympathy for the gay couple. It's like, all right, okay, you can do that without this. Yeah. All right, mm, Mr. King, you can do that a little bit better. Maybe don't. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, the thing is, I am, like, sort of purposefully a little uh, oblivious about the whole it thing. Because I, well, I, one, don't really like horror movies. But two, I just never was yeah. really interested in it. Because I don't also, I also don't really like murder clowns, as it turns out. Ooh. How about that? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I actually, now that I'm sort of unlocking my repressed memories, I remember that I used to see the cover for the original It movie in my grandpa's DVD video rental store, and it terrified me to no end. And every time I passed by it, I was like, <sighs> so I got uncomfortable just seeing the book. The book cover in in my old school library, like like when I was in freaking middle school or whatever, I was just like, mm, that sounds like a book that I don't need to read right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at, at any rate, I'm just not not a big fan of the property. Um, and yeah. it's honestly, <laughs> I mean, it. I don't want to be like that person, but it's a little bit just like 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, of course, a Stephen King novel written in, like, the 20th century isn't so great about handling gay characters. Yeah. Well, who would have thought, so, right? I mean, it still sucks, and it, it kind of sucks that they were just like, well, just, we're just accurately representing it in uh, the way that it was presented in the novel. In a I mean, the thing is that they changed a bunch of stuff from the novel, too. It's like they, they removed one of the most problematic parts of the novel, mm. which was mm-hmm. these kids... Doing things with the one girl in the group. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, thanks, and Mr. So, King. And, and, and at least for, for him, Yikes, he, 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 in retrospect, has looked back on him and been like, yeah, I wish I had not. I think, you know, <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of people uh, who are creating in that time period have looked back and been like, Oh, yeah, that sucks a little, actually. <laughs> actually, I made a big yikes. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that wasn't really cool, <laughs> was it? Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is why I think it's even funnier when people kind of, like, double down on it. They're like, no, this is artistic integrity. You're censoring no. me. And, like, the original creator themselves is like, eh, no, I could have done without that. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, you know, if you wanted to censor it, I'd, I'd understand. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I I don't know. Um maybe maybe don't do that like that thing where the gay people just do a lot of dying when they do that in real life too. We're cool without it. <laughs> you know. It's uh well it's yeah. kind of frustrating cuz it's not even that like well all gay characters should be immortal, invincible or whatever. It's just that like no. a disproportionate amount of them die yes. on screen. So right. at the very least you could you could do like the the sort of nice thing and make a bunch of stories where gay people don't die just to even the odds cuz it feels a little bit out of whack at this point. It, <laughs> a little yeah, off kilter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um at least they made the characters themselves quite likable. Oh I yeah. Guess, but but you that know was, that was literally the only service to it is the fact that the characters themselves were super likable like 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 the 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 two guys in the group who like the one the one guy that had the crush on the other one kind of thing like those two characters were by far in a way the most likable characters of the entire group like they were carrying the movie <laughs> yeah yeah also apparently there's like weird alien stuff in it uh a bit yeah they don't they don't obviously talk about it being aliens but like when lights float down from the sky or you know an upward place then you you feel like it's either something like a deity or an alien (laughs) apparently that's just the thing that stephen king does in his books where he's just like it was aliens the whole time and you're like okay hang on hey man okay why yeah they the, just do like the, the 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 orig- like the sort of the thing was fine. You didn't have to bring the aliens. Uh, yeah, like like when they started like explaining, I guess like the origin for Pennywise and all that, and they started bringing like Native American magic into it, and then they Thanks, started Mr. finding King. that he came once again he came from like a, a meteorite or comet or something from space, and I was like, man, there's oh, <laughs> we're going places now. <laughs> I. It, sure why not yeah why yeah. why not um yeah yeah i'm i'm sort of i'm so behind on that on that sort of it craze because like I, it's just never been the the kind of thing that i have been interested in mm. personally I, I don't i don't watch horror movies yeah i mean that's fair 
<laughs> and anybody that knows me knows this. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we make you watch some of them anyway. Just. <sighs> yeah, because yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I just I despise it so much. And you're just like, well, what if we did watch a horror movie, though? And I'm like, I mean, you've trapped me here. I can't leave. <laughs> I can't leave. I guess I must watch. I guess uh, I'll watch it. Yeah. So. I, I, I wouldn't make you watch this one. If if I made you watch one of them, it would be the first chapter, the or the the first movie, mm-hmm. not the old one, but the new one, because that yeah. one was like it was like I mean a lot of people compared to Stranger Things partly because you know one of the you know the actors was in it. <laughs> oh, I mean yeah, of course. Like yeah. there's only so many yeah. kids. Yeah, there's only so but, many uh, children in the world, didn't you know? Right. Uh. So so it has like that kind of nice like eighties vibe to it kind of thing, so which is nice, but. Um. Yeah, not this one. This one, like I said, overall, overall, quite entertaining. Like Pennywise, you know, was awesome, and they wrote in the horror. the The horror too, I feel like, could have been a little bit better because for the first one, even though the horror is a bit silly sometimes, like sometimes, uh, the horror manifests via like a old woman in a painting or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll, it it preys specifically on the kids' fears, right? So one of the kids was afraid of this creepy painting that they had in their, hanging in their house, and that was what the fear manifested into, was the old woman from that painting. Uh-huh. Or one of the kids was a hypochondriac, and so his fear manifested into a leper. Um, is uh, the fears in this movie felt a little less relevant, if that makes sense? Like, they weren't mm. specifically preying on the adult spheres anymore like some of them were like returns from when uh from the ones when they were kids like the the hypochondriac faces off with the with the leper again but this time you know he manages to beat it i thought that was cool because it shows like you know he grew up yay mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but some of the other stuff was just like uh their friend is now a spider head baby just like freaking demon slayer <laughs> soupy just like demon slayer i was losing it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> baby head spiders uh uh yeah so i don't know <laughs> um yeah yeah that was the thing i watched uh cool. other than that um next month my star ocean mobile game is having a collab with persona and i'm gonna lose all of my brain cells to this game (laughs) what on earth i was so excited i was like my favorite rpg series and then my other favorite rpg series are collabing Because they already did uh, a collab with Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which is like, okay, well, th- we got the Final Fantasy collab out the way. And then now all of a sudden it was just like, hey, let's partner up, Atlas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they'll have um, uh, some of the, the I think, three, four, and five, the protags from those games are going to be coming over to Star Ocean. And then Star Ocean is sending one of their protagonists from the second game to the Persona mobile game. So mm. it's going to be freaking hype. I think that's what's happening for ho- the Halloween event or maybe something like that. Yeah. In October. Well, that's neat. Yeah. I'm excited. Yay. Yay for 
<laughs> continuing to play this game that <laughs> is that just does in Japanese you no now. services whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that sounds like fun, at any rate. That sounds like yeah. fun. Um, Your Japanese mobile game. <laughs> I still can't read anything. Wow, it just be like that. I'm managing. <laughs> it just it just be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, did you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't think anything too exciting, really. Um, anything more I really talk about is just probably going to make the episode longer. And this is like this is one of the quicker turnarounds that we're going to have for an episode. Probably the quickest. Yeah. So this is a real farm to table podcast experience you're getting. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, oh, um, I'm gonna go see Promare. On Monday. <gasps> nice. I need to go see that. Yeah. It's funny because um, I <laughs> I didn't realize that it was premiering when it was. So I was sleeping that day. And then I woke oh, up I and I was like. I didn't realize it. I completely missed the premiere too. Yeah. I didn't even realize that it was going to have like limited airings even. Like I, I was, I, I wasn't know. even sure. Yeah. But then people yeah. were like, oh yeah, it like aired tonight. And like people watched it like, what? Yeah. Ah, damn. Just ah, all of a ah, sudden, damn. yeah. My friends were like, oh my god, I saw Promare. Did you go see it? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. We had a talk about this on, on Sunday when we did D&D. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? What? Yeah. It's out? Yeah. It's oh! out. But it's okay. We can go see it at, at it's okay. certain theaters. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see it on Monday. Um, and I've heard, I've heard good things about it, actually. I've heard some quite yeah. good things. Yeah. Especially for... I, I hope it'll be good. Especially for being like a a, tr- a studio trigger thing, because um, mm-hmm. obviously it's a studio trigger movie, so it's gonna look gorgeous. The real question will always be, well, is the writing any good at all? I know that's I'm look. My expectation when I go in is this is like the gorgeousness that I saw in the trailer, and that's what I'm here for. And the and the the music, I'm here for the I, music too. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hope like. Even if it doesn't blow me out of the water, if the writing is at l- even just as 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 at least as good as Kill a Kill was, I'll be fine with it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that yeah. is the level at which I'm expecting, and yeah. it's not a it's not a terribly high one, really. Right. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you uh, <laughs> if if you do that, um, I'll be I'll be happy. I'll be perfectly content watching a movie that will probably blow my eyes out with how good it looks. Um, yeah, uh, if we both end up watching it, then we can talk about it. Yeah, I I I have my tickets ready. Um, do you have anywhere near you that shows it? Because I yes, I do. I had a little bit of trouble tracking one down, and I had to like oh, okay. trek into the city at like nine o'clock, which is gonna be uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, if I want to watch it with Japanese or Japanese language with English subtitles, I have to watch it either at one p.m. in the afternoon or ten p.m. at night. See, I so. would rather watch it at 1 p.m. in the afternoon because, like, yeah, I don't, I don't work right now. I don't have anything to do. Right, I do though. <laughs> well, the problem is, I also want to sleep in on the weekends. So. Well, that's fair. I would also yeah. not. I would also like the window that was just replaced in my car not to have been broken into again. Okay. Oh my god. Have I told you this yet? I, I, I no. I, okay, so my car got broken into. My God! Because my sister took it out, uh huh, and left it somewhere where apparently, uh, and she didn't know this. 
But, like, people just break into your car for no reason. Uh, so even though they didn't see anything of particular value well, okay. inside the car, so like they, a purse or anything? They looked inside the car, and they saw my yeah. sister's sunglasses, which are presumably <gasps> not, like, not nothing, right? Like, right. I'm sure that they were anything. And then, like, that was it. That was the only thing that was stolen in my whole fucking car. Wow. And, like, I'm sure that however much the sunglasses were, I, it's it's so annoying because I don't keep anything that valuable in my car to have been stolen, which is whatever, right? Right. But because they didn't steal anything, now I, now we just have to pay for the broken window. Right, like, the window would cost <laughs> the way, window more than the way more than the sunglasses. Yeah. Anyway, so that was annoying, and I would like to not, I would like that to not happen again, preferably, but who knows, really, at this, at this rate, who knows? Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I mean, that's, there has been no end to the amount of trouble that my car has gotten into in the last month. Oh. Because of my sister. <laughs> so anyway, she's not allowed to drive because it anymore. it was anymore. used by someone other than you. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, my sister is not allowed to drive the car anymore. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> presumably it will be safe. It just, I just, I just need it to work. That's, that's really like, I, I just need, I, it's not, it's not to be great. It's not to be fantastic or perfect. It just has to work. It just has to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think, I think that's probably, probably it for me at the very least. I don't really have anything else to, to talk about. Uh yeah, I think I think that's all I I have updates on that's happened in the past couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll remember something after the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> as as one traditionally does. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. We did it. All right. Well, well, we did it. We did it. Um, it's the end of that episode. So let's let's see. Uh, this week. Our patrons are Frostfall and Gwen. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for the support. Yay. All right. Where can we find you on the internet, Renu? I will be at my usual places on Twitter and uh, Tumblr and Twitch and Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> That's Swandron. <laughs> uh and instagram at swan.drawn uh this week i will still be working on commissions i um trying to finish up stuff from the summer and then next month is inktober y'all it's gonna be real <laughs> oh yeah that's a thing <laughs> yep it's a thing it'll happen so yeah that's what i'll be doing nice what about you you can find me all, all the places at literal soup. I, I don't know. Like, I, I tweet stuff. I don't. I haven't really been tweeting that often. Actually, I've kind of forgotten to. <gasps> um. Yeah. Uh. I just. Oh, actually, I did just get groceries for the first time in like a month <laughs> because oh, I'm finally okay. home long enough to have groceries that matter. Oh, uh, you can cook. Yeah. So now I can I can start cooking again. So I might put some some photos of that up and uh and, nice. and stuff that, that sounds pretty good um yeah all the places that literal soup that's that's pretty much it it's pretty much it you know mm -hmm. follow me on on the, the tweeters 
that's actually all all that I can really think of that is of any relevance whatsoever. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in, uh, I don't know, my antics, that's where you'll find me. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at AbsoluteCast. And I did check, and we are now on Spotify. Uh, it oh. does take a little bit of work to find us, though, um, which oh. is kind of kind of a bummer. But we are on there. So if you... I don't. I think if you look up like one of our episode titles, that will help a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I it, I had a lot of trouble finding Atcast, but I did find it once I was able to put in like, you know, one of the titles of the episodes. So that wasn't okay. too bad. Um, but we are on Spotify technically. Um, which is I don't know, cool. We got okay. other other stuff, you know other places where people listen to us. Um, I'm sure that if yeah. you're listening to this, you have chosen your podcast um, vessel. <laughs> yeah. How, how you receive your podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> as we drop it from the sky and you just gracefully receive it in your baseball mitt. Where are we going? <laughs> I don't know. It's just sort of all over the place. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Like, we're still, we're still, like, angling for, uh, any questions about podcasts or anything. Um, so you can send that into to our, our email, uh, which is, I'm fairly certain, absoluteterritorycast at gmail.com. I'm, like, 95% <laughs> sure on that one. Okay. <laughs> um, and you could just send, send them to us, uh, at absolutecast, and then we'll just do, a, like, a little anniversary thing. That'll be cute. At the end of the year, it'll be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... Because uh, I don't think there's anything really we have to talk about the podcast specifically. Like, there's been a little bit of scheduling hullabaloo, but it seems to be over. Yes. Though it seems I, that every... I'm not vacationing anymore. It seems <laughs> that every time, I, every time I say that, something else yeah. comes up. Something inevitably will happen. Something inevitably will happen. <laughs> yeah. We're still trying to... Get through the the season. We're so behind on anime. We're so behind. We're like eons behind, so that'll be fun. Oh my god. Like, we're so behind that we can't even watch all the anime that we, like, even really want to watch. Yeah, exactly. Oh well. Well, we'll bring you what we can (laughs) when that that rolls around. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm looking into... Patreon has, like, a thing where now you can get, like, um the hosting basically directly on the website um, through Vimeo or something. So you just have to get a Vimeo plan. And that Ooh. might be a very good place for us to put our uh, seasonal like trailer watches where we watch all the trailers and we decide mm-hmm. what, what we want to watch. Because, um, you know, it's impossible to put it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and nowhere else will really accept a file that big. So... <laughs> Who knows, really? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Let's hope that's something that works out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sounds sounds like uh, sounds like that's about it. I'm not forgetting anything, yeah. am I? The music. The music? Oh yes. Yeah. Our opening is by Scotty Network, who, by the way, is one of the featured artists on the Steven Universe movie soundtrack. Do you know that? That's pretty cool, isn't it? I did not know that. That's super cool. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, they're amazing, so I'm I'm glad they're being recognized for their work. 
And our ending is by Taku Makata. See mm-hmm. you next time. <laughs> that was the quietest. <laughs> See you next time. Okay, there we go. There's the ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Antcast, a podcast uh... for the study of modern visual culture. This is the ASMR episode. It's not. Don't make it. <laughs> and we won't make it. Mostly because that would be one hell of an episode to edit. I would have to edit out so many breaths, it would be awful. Yeah, that would be all you, buddy. (laughs) It would just be editing out a lot of mouth noises, which is not particularly pleasant. So, um, yeah. ね。